This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good afternoon and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. How much do you love this fall weather? Warm and sunny days with cooler nights. Perfect weather for pickleball. The recreational pastime that's one of the fastest growing sports in America. It's easy to learn, it promotes competitiveness and socialization, and it's a great form of low-impact exercise. Well, the convenience and low cost associated with pickleball make it attractive for many, especially seniors, but it also means that players may underestimate the physical demands on their bodies, which might open the door to injury. We're about to learn great insights from our guest today, Dr. Nicholas Denubli. He's an orthopedic surgeon with Premier Orthopedics, specializing in sports medicine and knee disorders here in Havertown, Pennsylvania. He's a best-selling author of the Framework series of health and wellness books. He has served on the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports, and he's advised two presidents, namely Bush 41 and Bush 43, in all matters of health policy. He's the vice president of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, sign me up, and he's the chief medical advisor for the American Council on Exercise, as well as an avid tennis player who's certified by the U.S. Professional Tennis Association. Whoa. But his most important credential is that he is a fellow St. Joe Hawk. The Hawk will never die. Welcome, Nick. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's so nice to see you. You too. The Hawk is oh. alive and well. Oh my gosh. And they just, uh, a new Hawk was just born, a new uniform. I have to get used to is the new sparkles and, and all that good stuff. But oh, I haven't seen Nick, that. you have so much to offer our listeners today. Yeah, it was kind of like born from the, the Hawk's <laughs> nest. But um, we did have so much fun at St. Joe's. We were bio nerds. And if you could survive biology at, at St. Joe's, you could get into medical school pretty easy, not easily, but we really, uh, I know I'm very grateful for my foundation at Hawk Hill. So a little shout out there. It was, it was, it was great. It really prepared you for medical school. It was, it was solid. 
And as I always say, I started the three Catholic boys' schools in Philly were St. Joe, Villanova, LaSalle, and it turned co-ed just before I started. So when I got there, six boys to one girl. Who wants more girls? Not me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you bring so much to the table, Nick. You're an avid tennis player, and you, you live the sport, and you treat people. And I bet your office is starting to fill up with more pickleball uh, casualties. But let's start by talking about exactly what pickleball is. I went and looked at a couple courts this summer, to, and now I understand it better. I was trying to say, is it like paddle ball? Is it a, a, a large version of ping pong? How would you explain it to people and paint a mental image? Well, pickleball is, I'd look at it as a mini tennis court, but there's other things that you can do on it. And it, it, it really plays like ping, live ping pong like human ping pong. Uh, it's a, it's a shorter net. It's a smaller court. Uh, the, you're using a paddle, not a racket, like a wooden type or, or, or plastic type paddle. And, and the ball is a large wiffle ball. So, um, and it, it's really amazing because it's not a sport that was invented by any great, uh, sportsman. It was, it was kind of a fluke. There was a, there was a family, the Pritchard family, I guess, just having a normal family summer day in the Pacific Northwest in the state of Washington. And uh, they wanted to play badminton. They wanted to play badminton. So they're trying to put up the net. They didn't have all the equipment. They didn't have the poles. The kids were getting rambunctious, you know, as kids get, they were. So the, the, the dad said, look, just let's let's play something, you know, just go find everything you can. They found rackets, different balls, and they put up a net that was low and they started hitting back and forth. And uh, believe it or not, and this was back in the in the 60s. So there was a long area where this nobody knew about pickleball. And I don't mm -hmm. know how it came to life again. I guess there were small circles playing here and there. But a few years ago, possibly related to the pandemic, where people were going crazy and there was not much you could do. And this is an outdoor activity. Uh, it's you can social distance, it's healthy. And I think that was a really um, big part of the explosion of pickleball. The fact that we had a pandemic and racket sports were a little bit on the rise. So um, again, it's, it's a, it's a wiffle ball, it's a paddle. And the great thing about pickleball, and I can say this as a longtime tennis player, tennis is a hard sport to get good at, to where you can actually enjoy it. There's a really steep, steep learning curve. People get frustrated. They're hitting balls all over the place. They're chasing balls all over. This is an enclosed small court, and almost anyone can play on day one, believe it or not. Day one, you could be having fun, and you can actually play a game without getting frustrated. So easy entry doesn't mean it's an easy sport. The really good people are really good. But day one, somebody with even minimal skills can get out and have fun. And so you differentiate it from tennis, which involves a serve. And that to really perfect the serve or even just get over the net takes a while and muscle memory and practice. And so if we're talking about the popularity, we know that the um, we're starting to become top heavy with the population. <laughs> uh, the baby boomers are, are aging and looking for things to do. We're more youthful than our parents were in their 50s and 60s. So people want to stay fit. And we talked about all the positives. It's a great way to socialize. If you go to a pickleball court, you know, in, in a neighborhood park or, 
we're going to talk about all the places where they're popping up. You can pick up a game and it's uh, low cost. Um, it's also very portable. I, I see people in our neighborhoods set it up in their driveway. They use chalk, draw a little, a little court, and maybe get a badminton net or something and just go back and forth. Easy, capizzi. Very easy. So easy entry and fun. From, from minute one, you're having fun. So I, I think that's part of the uh, appeal of this sport. And it did start mm-hmm. out with older older people, I guess, because it was something they could do. And tennis gets harder with age. I mean, I'm aging. I'm still yeah. playing pretty high level, but I'm just looking forward to saying, when's this going to end? You know, because I know I can't do what I'm doing forever. It's a really uh, a rigorous sport. So it started older, but but now the the real growth. I mean, it's the most it, it's the it's the most rapid growth sport in the U.S. Three years in a row now. Um, 40 million, millions and millions of people playing, uh, maybe 40% increase every year. And it's younger and younger now. Now the, the big increase is in the 20 and 30 year olds who have kind of taken this up. So, and you're seeing uh, professional leagues, you're seeing some of the really high end sports stars and athletes like LeBron James investing in teams or buying pickleball teams. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's caught fire. No, they're professional teams is what you're saying, right? They're yes. professional pickleball teams. Well, the other thing is um, we, we alluded to how it's different from tennis, which is a bigger court and more energy and, and more lunging and that sort of thing. Although you can lunge with pickleball. How is it different from paddleball? Because paddleball seems like a mini tennis court as well. How do they differ? Exactly. That's a great question because a lot of uh, pickleball players play on paddle courts. And but paddle's a little different. It's a heavier ball. It's a thicker, heavier ball. And you're not just playing like tennis back and forth. You actually play off the, the screen behind you and the and the you're, you're in a cage like animals in a cage. Um, and, and the ball, once it hits the ground, it can bounce up and hit the wire fence. And so uh. you're turning around and you're suddenly. So, again, it's a lot more physicality. The ball is heavier. You could get hit harder with that ball. If it hits you, it, it, it could be more dangerous, especially we'll talk more about the injuries, but eye injuries with a hard ball that's smaller could hit you in the orbit, whereas pickleball is a wiffle ball. Oh. And it's all, it's mostly in front of you. So you're not having to suddenly turn and hit off a wall and, and things like that. So a paddle is almost like the old um, racquetball where you can play off walls. Although you, with this, you can now play off the back wall and to make things more confusing. There's a new sport that your listeners may hear oh, no. of uh, Padel, P-A-D-E-L, not paddle. So Padel feels a little more like tennis, but again, it's on a small court. You're in a glass uh, r- kind of glass room, indoor or outdoors, and you can play off the uh-huh. side. Uh, you can play off the back wall as well. So it's, um, you know, th- that whole idea of small court play, you now have pickleball, uh, paddle, or platform tennis, it's called, and Padel. Right just to confuse things. But the pickleball is the one that really is that you'll see everywhere down at the beach. Yeah. uh, They're converting so many of the tennis courts to pickleball courts. There's a big fight. You said the malls, shopping malls that are closing because people shopping online and these poor people in the malls, they're turning certain mall areas. Well, one of the, one of the great things about the mall and one of the slight negatives about, it is a negative about pickleball. If you live near a pickleball court, the sound, and they're trying to work on that. How do you make it? Oh. It sounds like a woodpecker convention. True. <laughs> it's like the, it's a very yes. loud back and forth. And if you live right there, 
like in Havertown, there's a paddock, uh, paddock field with paddock courts. And there's yeah, a yeah. lot of row homes right adjacent to the pickleball courts. And those people oh, must be going crazy. They're suffering. Yeah. Well, padel sounds very parlez-vous. <laughs> Let's go play padel. What about squash? I mean, that's the one I always think you see people that wear protective eyewear. As you say, we'll talk about that later. But squash is even, I would think, a little more likely to cause injury because you're trapped in that space and using the wall to return and, and all that good stuff. Correct. And, and, and you're playing somebody who's right right again next to you so your opponent is right next to you they're not on the other side of a net and you're banging into each other the racket's longer so you could get hit with that and the ball is hard relatively hard and really small so that's why you'll always see a smart squash player wearing eye protection because that ball is so small it will get right into your orbit and you can really seriously damage your eye uh, with that but you can with any any racket sport. Well, the squash ball also, I think of it as, remember the old super ball, you'd bounce it and had all kinds of power. Wouldn't you say the squash ball has a little more uh, density and a little more likely to go into your eyeball? Oh, yeah, it, it, it could go into the eyeball, but it, it, it doesn't bounce like a super ball. It's not quite that. It, actually the paddle paddle tennis ball has, it's hard, but it has a little more bounce to it than even mm. the wiffle ball of pickleball. But you know, they're all a little different, but the other big difference with tennis is, it's a racket with a long lever and it's strung. So there's a lot more forces on the arm and the elbow. And that's why you'll see a lot more tennis elbow and shoulder injuries with the overhead serve because you get more force with a big lever. Whereas with, with pickle, you're playing with a relatively light ball and, and a, and a smaller paddle. So it's, it's not as stressful on the arm. So it makes sense. With the pandemic, people needed something to draw them outside. This is perfect. As you say, easy entry. Just about anybody can enjoy playing beginning on day one. You don't have to be pro. Tennis, much longer, bigger learning curve. And initially, it was older people, but now it's trickling down. So we're going to talk about the possibility of injury. And I would think that if you're mixing older people with You know, if it becomes intergenerational, we have to be careful, too, because we can't keep up with the 20 and 30 year olds when we're pivoting and and lunging. Let's take a little break. And when we return more on Pickleball. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. Welcome back to your radio doctor. We're here with our guest, Dr. Nick Denubli. Now, Nick, as my fellow hawk, we share lots of great experiences, and I'm really getting excited about learning pickleball myself. So here's a test for you, my friend. Please repeat after me. Uh oh. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pickleballs. Can you say that backwards? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so we're talking about convenience low cost has really attracted a lot of people to this new rapidly growing sport. But it also means that players can underestimate the physical demands. 
So, and we talk about it being multi-generational. Are you going to try to keep up with younger people? Which is good because we want to have uh, play with our kids and, and maybe even our grandchildren if they're old enough. But knowing that, um, you may be combined combining with overexertion. And a lot of people are not conditioned. I mean, that's one of your big passions is anti-aging and continued appropriate exercise. So um, if people aren't conditioned, that's a big factor here too. So it leads up to what type of injuries are coming to your office? Because people know you are Mr. Racket. You play tennis. You're a tennis pro. You're an orthopod. You're the perfect person to see people who have sports injuries, but especially this. What are you seeing most often now? Yes, and there is a bit of an explosion of pickleball injuries. And you expect that when you have so many people playing, especially maybe people who are not necessarily athletic or have not been doing year-round conditioning. Easy entry so you can get out and play day one. And so uh, you're seeing you're seeing issues. You're seeing a variety of of problems. That you know, we'll start with the the more serious ones, uh, and they are not the more common ones. So fortunately, there are not a lot of serious good. injuries. That's the good news yeah. here. But the the issues are with people who go get out there and are having fun on day one, but maybe haven't been active. Uh, balance is issues, uh, especially as we age. Our balance gets worse. It's something you can, you, and we'll talk about prevention, you can improve balance with some simple measures. So balance, if you fall, uh, especially females, so this is a more serious injury that you're seeing commonly with, with pickleball or relatively commonly uh, females who take a spill, fall, break their wrist, yep. in part because women have issues with osteopenia, osteoporosis, which are big germs for your bones get weaker mm -hmm. with age. And guys don't have, they, they get it, but not as as badly as females are so much more prone to that. So uh, taking a fall because you have a balance issue or you trip or you're not wearing the right shoe wear, um, you go down, you can, you can break your wrist, you can break your shoulder, you can break your elbow, you can break your ankle if it goes over. So fractures are the one of the more serious injuries. Or if you really take a bad fall and hit your head, certainly you could have a concussion, although we don't we don't see many of those, fortunately, but um, they're the more common injuries. And that's the one that might wind, you know, have you wind up in an OR with surgery, a broken wrist, a broken ankle needs to be fixed. Sure. Well, I'm going to interrupt you just for one second, sure. Nick, while we're talking about falls. If you are playing any sport or you're just walking down your sidewalk to the mailbox, if you fall and hit your head, if you're on a daily baby aspirin or if you're on a blood thinner, Go to the ER. That's what it's there for. We want to make sure that you don't have a slow trickle into your brain. Sorry for the interruption. Go on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And more and more people mm -hmm. are on blood thinners. So that mm -hmm. fall for me or for you, it might not be bad, but a fall for somebody else, they could wind up with bleeding hematomas, more swelling around any injury yep. or worst case scenario, you bump your head and that could be, yeah. could be tragic for somebody on blood thinners. So good mm -hmm. point. And repetitive use injuries. So the, the, the more yeah. the more minor injuries are the muscle pulls. You know, you lunge for a ball, you tear a hamstring, oh. you pull your calf. You might even tear your Achilles. That's another mm. one that you wind up usually in the operating room. So a sudden movement, uh, especially if your muscles are tight, you haven't warmed up properly, or if they're, you're fatigued or dehydrated, you're much more likely to tear muscles. And this is where prevention comes in. So muscle pulls. Uh, tendonitis, uh, you, you you could get, because it's a repetitive yep. movement, you could theoretically get some tendonitis around the wrist, 
rotator cuff, shoulder issues, elbow, whether it's tennis elbow on the outer side, what they call golfer's elbow on the inner side. You don't have to play tennis or golf to get either of those, but any repetitive use sport with a racket, you could have that happen as well. Mm-hmm. So orthopedic, most of the issues are orthopedic, obviously. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm getting at here. Muscle pulls, muscle tears, uh, fractures, sprain strains and meniscus yeah meniscus acl (laughs) tears probably not as common but you're talking absolutely that's the stuff i do for a living is i'm primarily a knee surgeon and we do see meniscus tears but believe it or not we see more of those on paddle players because the paddle the traditional paddle court is a gritty material and when you turn your foot gets caught so i see so many of my tennis pro friends and tennis players who are fine with tennis and then they hurt their knee playing paddle. So if you're playing pickleball on a paddle court, you're, you're again, probably a little more likely to get an issue with, with the knee because of that torque uh, related to the gritty, the gritty surface. Now you can also play pickleball on a tennis court, or as you said, on a driveway. So there's many different types of court. They're indoor, they're outdoor. Uh, but if you're on a paddle court, you just have that maybe a little more likely to trip and fall because you catch an yes. edge, you catch your sneaker on that and, and, and you can go down or you can just twist you twist a little too sudden and it goes right up to the knee oh. and you can get a meniscus tear especially if you're over 50 because with age just like gray hairs and wrinkles our body tissues get a little weaker they get more vulnerable and that same thing that you could have done a thousand times 20 years ago one little tweak t- because the meniscus is already weaker or the tendon is already a little weaker from age, you get the tendon tear, you get the meniscus tear. Well, I'm listening to you very intently. And I, you know, I'm a GI doctor and colonoscopy is my thing. And I've done it for over 30 years. And maybe five years ago, I developed colonoscopy elbow. It wasn't tennis or golf. It wasn't anything that romantic. It was colonoscopy elbow. And boy, my (laughs) elbow was singing, not a happy song. (laughs) And, And I know what a torn meniscus feels like because one day I was helping to turn a patient and I was holding the patient still and I, I sort of stood erect and I when I torqued I torqued my knee and there went my little fun meniscus so there are other fun ways to hurt yourself so do it with pickleball because that's way funner than doing it at work at least you'll make some friends and yeah exactly fun, right <laughs> But um, so most of the injuries are not. And then, we, then the other eye injury, we talked about eye injuries. Yes, too. I think we've yes. already covered that. But but you have to be careful, especially if your hand-eye coordination. Pickleball is great because it'll build hand-eye coordination. But when you first get out there, you might not have it. So the ball comes at you if you can't get that racket up and you get hit in the eye. So if your hand-eye coordination is not great, it's never a bad idea to wear protective goggles when you yeah, play. I agree. Especially if you're not. Uh, but the, but again, it's less likely with a pickleball because it's it's a wiffle ball and it's yes. a little bigger. But anything can happen. A little kinder. Well, the other thing is we have to throw in their neck and back. I would assume that that can be an issue as well, but usually muscular. So, um, And people are going to be smart. If they're listening to you, they're going to know where to get help and they're going to know how to protect themselves when we talk about how we decrease risk of injury. How We've pretty much covered how the injuries are different from those from tennis or paddle. And you make a very good point that different surface can mean a difference if it's the paddle surface that's more gritty, easier to torque. Yeah. Yes. And some people will go out and play, you know, after it rains when the courts are kind of dry, but may still be a little slick. And that's, that's asking for trouble again. 
you know, my, my paddle friends, they play in the snow, they play in the, in the drizzle rain. They're out there all the time on that court. And that's where probably having the gritty court maybe is a little helpful, but still, I think it gets a little more dangerous when, when it's wet out there. So if, if you, if your balance isn't great, if you're new to the sport, that's probably not the best way to be mm-hmm. out enjoying it. I could be off, but I, I was reading articles, of course, before we chatted, and four to five hundred. Well, hopefully, you read mine. Oh, well, yes, I did. <laughs> and we're going to put that in our okay. newsletter where people can read your article from Mainline today. Um, <laughs> that four to five hundred million dollars a year being uh, spent on pickleball injuries. Is that about right? Yes, and it's going to go up. The more people that are out there, it's, that number's heading upward for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah. many of them are preventable. That's, and I know we're going to get into that, but yes. prevention is the key. Even though I'm a surgeon and I love fixing things, and I, 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 you know, the one critique I have of so many of my orthopedic colleagues, we're, we're all Mr. and Mrs. Fixits. We like to fix things after they're broken, but prevention is so important. And, and I don't think we spend enough time as orthopedic specialists or sports medicine specialists really focusing on how to prevent injuries with people. So true, Nick, because I know the purpose of our show uh, is to bring hope and to warn people. For instance, if I ask somebody to come in for colonoscopy or upper endoscopy, and I say the directions are nothing to eat or drink after midnight. NPO, Latin, <laughs> we, you probably had Latin. Um, nil per us. Nada, nothing in your mouth. So people might be sitting in the waiting area drinking a bottle of water because they're fasting. It's a nuance that we know because we've seen it mistakenly interpreted so many times that I'll say, now see where it says NPO? It means not even chewing gum because you create saliva, which you drink, not even sucking a peppermint. You're drinking your saliva and creating juices that you could aspirate. And so like this, we have to think for patients and you, you're perfect because you're a tennis player and you know what habits people develop if it's, if it's a new game for them and you see the other side. You see what injuries can result if people aren't uh, informed. Yes. And, you know, I, I always use this example, especially with my young athletes who never want to focus on prevention. But this is true for everyone. And, you know, I, you know, I was the Sixers team doc for like 13 years and uh, got to see – how these, and I've taken care of so many professional athletes in my career. I've been really lucky, but we get to see what they do behind the scenes to, to get out there. And I tell, you know, because the kids watch and they say, well, they just run out and play. It just, they don't see what goes on. And I tell my young athletes, you know, somebody like Michael Jordan, I would bet for every minute they were on the court, they spent an hour behind the scenes where no one was watching, preparing their body, preparing their mind, and doing all the right things to be a great athlete and to prevent injuries. But you, but you never see that. The kids just see them run out. They want to be like Mike. They just want to go out. And it's true for adults, too. I play with so many I, the guys I play with. I can't believe they don't take the time to, to warm up. And they're not young. I mean, they're going to they're gonna get into trouble. Well, that's why there are so few Michael Jordans and Tiger Woods. Tiger, I read uh, or I saw a documentary. He would spend 13 hours perfecting one angle of a shot. Repeat, repeat, repeat. What do his arms, <laughs> his wrists and elbows look like? But um, it's, uh, you know, part of it's talent, but a lot of it is just the grit of discipline and practice. Whether you're in a business or you're a doctor or you're a tennis star. And I guess that's why so few people get to the top because it takes passion, focus, discipline. And 
Unfortunately, yep. our culture has become one of instant gratification. Am I right? Correct. And, you know, prevention mm-hmm. is not always fun. It's, al- it's always more fun to go out and play. But but if you want to be playing forever and not be on the sidelines or in the in my office, you know, it's worth those few minutes. Yeah. Let's take a break and hear about this week's Real Champion. And when you come back, more on Pickleball with Dr. Nick. And now for your world champion, I call this segment, Adapt and Thrive. Andrew Austin is a natural athlete. He's from a family of four brothers and one sister, so he grew up playing soccer, football, baseball, and golf. But sports were a bit more challenging for Andrew than other kids because he was born without his right forearm or hand. The doctor looked at his parents and said, if you don't have a problem, he won't. And Andrew never remembers any conversation about being different. He was never discouraged to put himself out there, especially in athletics. In fact, sports were a way to express himself. He loved to prove people's preconceived ideas as wrong. He wanted to be the book people opened and learned that there's more to a person than the cover. His family lived near a golf club where he could spend Sundays with his dad. A seed was planted that grew into his lifelong love for the sport. He played golf with one arm and didn't even try a prosthesis until seventh grade because when he was younger, he had a crab claw device that was uncomfortable. Now, it was a very effective tool for pinching his brothers, but for sports, he was fine on his own. But Andrew didn't limit his focus to golf. At Radnor High School, he went to the Big Diamond as the pitcher for his team. A story by Channel 6 Action News describes the smooth delivery of his pitches and his sweet swing as a batter. While holding the glove close to his body with his partial right arm, he'd throw the pitch with his left hand, then quickly switch the glove onto his left hand so he could feel the hits. It was so seamless that it often took some time for other teams to notice. At the plate, he started using a prosthesis that helped him bat at 333 with 15 stolen bases. His coach called him the best fielder, best player, and their best kid. Not only did he defy people's expectations on the field, during his interview, he displayed exceptional wisdom and maturity and said, just because you look different doesn't mean you are different. You got to be you and do what you love. My love is sports, but it doesn't have to be sports. Be comfortable in your own skin and everything else will fall into place. Andrew excelled at every sport he ever tried because he adapted to his challenges. For example, he played soccer with his right foot, which might lead us to think he's naturally right-handed. Well, he found a way to convince his left hand to write, tie his shoes, and pitch a baseball, and eventually he got a prosthesis that could hold different attachments for weightlifting, golf, and baseball. At age 12, he was at the golf course taking practice swings. An expectant dad had just learned that his wife was carrying a baby without a hand. He saw Andrew in motion and tearfully approached him and said, you changed my life. You opened my eyes. A year later, Andrew met the dad and his little baby. During college, Andrew worked at a grade school with kids after school and became head coach of the fifth grade basketball team. He liked working with kids, but also realized that though parents make a mark, so can a mentor to help you grow up, be social and find fulfillment. So after graduation from college in 2020, 
he continued to work with young people. He started making videos to inspire kids with disabilities and for anyone who has can't in their vocabulary that anything is possible. Andrew says, I win even if one person behind me is inspired. Be yourself, do what you love, don't worry about what other people think. Andrew finds strength in his mother's words. Struggle is growth. He meets those struggles head on because they build character. You want to grow with struggles. Take one obstacle at a time. There's always a solution. You just have to put in the time and figure out a way to do it. He shares his philosophy in a video entitled Opportunities in Obstacles. Andrew's now the manager of corporate sponsorship and events at Pickleball for America, but he still invests time in his community. On Monday of this past week, he completed the 100-hole hike sponsored by the Golf Association of Philadelphia to raise money for their project called Youth on Course. The goal is to provide access to the game of golf to young people and to provide scholarships to college. Think about that. 100 holes is five rounds of an 18-hole game and then 10 more holes. And guess what? Andrew parred in 60 of the 100 holes. Incredible. Andrew Austin is a remarkable young man for so many reasons. He's a beacon of light whose positive attitude is uplifting to anyone who hears him speak. He plays in adaptive golf events and sees others with one arm, one leg, or no legs, or even blind, then realizes that his situation is easier than others. He said, I have an elbow. Without an elbow, it's that much harder. Looking at the challenges of others opened my eyes. They need help getting dressed or brushing their teeth. It gave me a new perspective. Well, I can truly say that after speaking to Andrew, it gave me a whole new perspective too. We salute you, Andrew Austin, your real champion. We also salute your parents for nurturing you to become such a shining star. You can support Andrew's mission to bring golf to young people. Search for 100 Hole Hike for Youth on Course. We put the link in our newsletter and we'll put it on our website. You can also search Golf Association of Philadelphia and search Youth on Course. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. Welcome back to Your Radio Doctor. Today's topic is pickleball, and our guest is Dr. Nick Denubli from Premier Orthopedics. So, Nick, we talk about the positives of pickleball. There is risk for injury, and one of the big messages, no matter what your age, if you're a school child, grade school, 
uh, middle school, high school, college, pre-participation physical. They used to say preschool, but since your sport might be pre-participation, same for big people. If you haven't been active because you've been, you know, you're semi-retired now and you haven't really followed the, you know, uh, 150 minutes of exercise a week, you're not going to just jump onto the pickleball court. A, go to your primary care doc, get a physical before you begin. Make sure you don't have silent atrial fibrillation or hypertension that needs to be addressed, et cetera. And men, as you say, can have osteopenia, which is some decrease in mineralization or osteoporosis. Um, but women more likely, either way, if you're in that category of risk, get a DEXA scan. So you, you're prepared to be a little more uh, careful, a little less aggressive. If like myself, you're made of potato chips, I'm a professional bone breaker, my own bones, not other people's. So tell us there are categories that you like to express uh, interest in balance, fitness before you play, always warm up. Tell us about that. So yes, I'll go through a whole list of, of things. Number one, uh, before you get out and play, you should warm up and stretch all the time. And there's a difference between warm up and stretching. A warm-up is preparing your body, uh, getting blood flowing. So it could be running in place. It could be riding a stationary bike, some jumping jacks, even just hitting light, moving around, get the blood flowing because your body tissues behave better when they're warmed up. They behave more elastically. Um, you think of the, the candy that we ate as kids called Turkish taffy. If it, um, the Turkish taffy bar, if it was cold, you, you hit it on a countertop and it broke into a lot of pieces. If it warmed up, it was gooey. It was like taffy. And that's called viscoelasticity. Your t body tissues, the tendons, your muscles have the same properties. So you should warm up and then, and then stretch. So you want to warm up a little. You never want to stretch a cold muscle. Warm up a little, get the blood flowing, then stretch the common muscles, your calves, your hamstrings, your shoulders, your lower back. You know, if you could do this at home before you head over, just take five or 10 minutes. And you could also stretch even when you're not playing on off days. It's a good idea, especially if you're not a Gumby. Some people are Gumbies. A lot of guys, if guys are muscular, they tend to be tighter. And, the, and a tight muscle will snap quicker or a tendon will snap. So warm up, stretch. Also, year-round fitness. You know, you want to be prepared for the sport. And a lot of these people who are taking it up for the first time, they haven't done anything, but this looks so fun, they want to go out and do it. And that's right. fine. It's fine. But if you're going to commit to being an, an athlete and, and playing a sport, you and even for your overall health, you should be year-round doing cardiovascular, which is heart and lungs, flexibility which and stretching, we talked about, and strength training, so important. It's as, And they're all equally important. And with age, strength training may be the most important thing to keep your muscle mass because we all lose muscles pretty significantly after the age of 40 and 50, and that's when you're going to fall. So, Nick, we were talking about overall, a weekly workout is so important in overall fitness, balance. Let's talk about balance. Balance is critical. And believe it or not, it's something you can actually improve. And it, it's something if you don't work on, it will decline with age or injury. So, um, th there's things you can do for your balance. And, uh, if, if viewers want to go online and look up yoga tree pose, it's a simple thing where you stand, you, you're basically standing on one leg with your arms out and it sounds so simple, but it's not easy to do. And the, and the goal is to get to where you can stand on one leg for 20 seconds. And if you can do it with your eyes closed, even better. And you do right leg mm. and left leg. 
Now, the progression for people who can't do this is you stand on the one leg and you lean lightly on something, even if it's, it's, a, it's a countertop. And just till you get the feel, or you look in a mirror when you do it, the mirror gives you feedback if you're starting to fall and you can self-correct. But when you can do it without leaning and without a mirror, then you try the yoga tree pose, eyes open, build up to 20 seconds on each side. And if you can do that easily, start trying it with your eyes closed. This re-educates your body's systems. Your body has an internal uh, process called proprioception, which is how we stay upright and we're not falling down all the time. And it can self-correct if you start to tilt a little, like the leaning tower of Pisa, you come back up again. It's like an internal GPS in every one of your joints. And with age and after injury, or if you're sedentary, you lose that, but you can rebuild that. So in addition to being strong and having a good heart and lungs and good flexibility, working on balance is great. And it's not just for pickleball. This is going to prevent falls in everyday life. And falls are a major, major problem as we age. Oh, sure. It, uh, when you're talking about uh, proprioception, I'm thinking of the, the balancer or the um, uh, the leveler that a carpenter uses. Wobble you, board. Yeah. There's a wobble board you can... Yeah. Yes. Or you know how the bubble yeah, has so to be in the right place? Really, mm-hmm. If you get really good, you can start doing it on an uneven surface. I have people do the yoga tree pose on a pillow. Even a pillow is just not like flat. A little more floor. challenge. But then when you get really good, the athletes and the dancers, I've been Pennsylvania Ballet's, Philadelphia Ballet's doctor my whole career. They have incredible, incredible proprioception dancers, better than any athlete out there. And uh, they can do that on a balance beam with one leg way up in the air. It's amazing. One of my uh, champions, you know, we always have a, a a real champion in the middle of the show next week. Beautiful story of a, a fellow who is a diving instructor. And when he talks about how um, athletes train to be divers and they hang from a, a bar and, the, and they pull their legs up, you know, you talk about behind the scenes for basketball and golf and all these sports it's it's incredible and it's very logical, especially when you explain it the way you have. Then it people say, "Oh yeah, I guess if I'm out there and I go to lunge and my balance isn't good to begin with, uh, especially people that have had many strokes, right? You you lose. Yep. You're on the ground before you know. Oh, yeah. it, before you yes. even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can prevent that by having stronger muscles, better balance and agility. And you know the thing about pickleballs, once you get over the hump of having this stuff and you're playing it more, you will get yes. better balance and agility from pickleball or, or tennis or any of those better hand-eye coordination. And this stuff helps you in everyday life. Yeah. Well, you know, the other big thing, we talk about the ground in my household, you are not allowed to go barefoot ever. My dad was that way. My dear <laughs> husband, Stewie, your friends um, is a fanatic about keeping your feet covered. You don't want to step or slip or whatever. But proper footwear is so essential for all racket sports because you can't get by with running shoes. They're different shoes. Let's talk about that a little bit. No, running a running shoe is built to go forward and it has good, great cushioning and great shock absorbing. Mm-hmm. And I actually like running sneakers for even walkers. I, I think walkers do better in a running sneaker. But what they don't have is side-to-side stability like a racket shoe. And you can sprain your ankle very, very easily. So you would never play basketball. Or, or, or tennis or, or pickleball or any of those three-dimensional side-to-side sports uh, if you have on um, a, a, a running a, shoe. A running shoe. No way. Yeah. That's, that's asking for trouble. That's asking for a broken ankle or a sprained ankle or a broken wrist. Uh, so get the, right, get the right shoe wear, the right equipment. Take lessons. 
having a lesson or two, really learn the right way to do things so you don't get into trouble. It's still fun. And sometimes if you go on one of these group lessons or a clinic, you will meet people who are at the same level as you and you'll make new right. friends and they may be the people you're going to play with for the next 20 years. You, you yeah. never know. Well, I think the other important thing you mentioned earlier, the gritty surface of paddle tennis, don't play when it's wet. You can wait another hour or so. Would you rather, uh, you know, say you played or, you know, spend the rest of your afternoon in an emergency room. Uh, but, but the sneakers <laughs> are so important uh, or the shoes, I should say, because um, for all the things we've discussed, protective goggles, they're not, Oh, I know it was about sneakers. It can be overwhelming, especially if you shop in a big box store or you shop online. So maybe go to a sneaker store, get the advice, and then go back on in, online and see if you get a better price if that's the issue, right? Would you say get the advice from somebody who could tell you? Correct. And, correct. And they're specialty stores. Yeah. You're, not, you're usually not going to get a good tennis uh, shoe in a running store. You can go to – but there are racket stores. That's what I mean. A, a tennis shops sporting goods store, have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sporting goods stores will mm-hmm. have it. Uh, do a little research before you go and try a few on. Make sure it fits well in the – in the toe box because you're jamming your foot back and forth. If it's too tight, you get something called tennis oh. toe, uh, where the you, the nail gets all beat up. That and hurts just to think so, about. Um, I... Yes, and don't forget the other thing that, as an orthopedic surgeon, I would always forget, especially Italian with good dark skin, uh, sunscreen. Right. If you're outdoors, right. right? Well, you know, when I was younger, I get I, I don't burn. I just get darker and darker. So I used to think. Oh, no big deal. I'm just, I'm just turning chocolate. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm glad that fairly early on, I started using sunscreen. I put it on every single day and that means your hands, the backs of your hands, you see people with, uh, you can tell where their socks end because they're, they're white from maybe the ankle down, but it's so important on the backs of your legs, your arms, your neck and men, because they don't have hair covering their ears men are more likely to get skin cancer on the the uh, top of their ears and behind their ears. So important. Yeah. Sunscreen. That's a good one. Yep. And of course, if you sweat, you got to reapply, but going back to the eyewear, it's not a bad idea to wear lightweight protective eye goggles. I guess some people play with sunglasses. I would think that's kind of hard if you're sweaty and they're not Unless you wear like a strap. Well, there there are glasses that are meant for this that are a rubbery yeah. material that won't slip. You know, I was playing last night, and uh, one of the players on the next court, his own opponent served a hard ball, and it came, it was it went out of control, and it hit him on the side. It, it destroyed his glasses. Uh, so it's amazing, it, even in tennis, where you're back further and you have a little more time right. to react. Although at the net, those balls can come pretty quickly. You don't see as many people wear, and I don't, I must say, I don't wear protective goggles for tennis, but um, never a bad idea if you're, if you have issues with early on and with hand-eye coordination and definitely for, for paddle and these up close kind of sports, whereas tennis, you're back further, you have more reaction time. And if you're like yourself or, or like me, I wear glasses all the time. So get, invest in the $2 to get a stretchy band to keep your glasses glasses on your face, right? Because they're going to slide yep. and it's going to change your acuity and, and all those good things. These are such practical, uh, beyond clever suggestions that the people don't always think about when they're enthusiastic. It's a new sport and uh, it's not in their mantra. Let's take a little break and we'll be back for our wrap up with Dr. Nick. 
Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. Welcome back to our final segment of Your Radio Doctor. What a pleasure it has been to have my fellow St. Joe Hawk grad, Dr. Nick, drnick.com. If you want to read some of his health tips about health and wellness, that's drnick.com. We'll talk about that at the close as well. This is our segment called Your Weekly Prescription, which begs the question, Dr. Nick, what are the benefits of playing pickleball? We've talked about them, but let's summarize because it's a great message for our listeners. Well, pickleball is a great sport because it, it gets you out there, first of all, gets you off your butt. Being sedentary is not an option. It's as dangerous for your health as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. So any activity to get you off your butt is good. But but there's another interesting thing and why I love racket sports and, and pickleball fits into this. There's been two big, big studies. Uh, one looked at 8,000 people. One looked at 80,000 people. And a, a while back, let's back up back up a second. Uh, A friend of mine, Stephen Blair at the Cooper Clinic in Texas, he was the guy who came up with the information that showed that if you're sedentary, you're going to die younger in general. If you're active, you're going to live longer. So, so, So being active, being fit helps longevity. We know that now. But then these two studies took it one step further and they said, let's look at active people. Just take the active people. And is there any difference if you're a runner, if you like soccer, if you and the most amazing thing they found in two separate big studies, the people who played racket sports were clearly above all of the others. They all live longer than sedentary people, but racket sports, 10 years, almost 10 years, nine point something years more. And that got everybody scratching their head. Not me, though. I know why. I'll tell you why. Because racket sports give you cardiac fitness you get aerobic and anaerobic. So your heart and lungs get better. You, you get stronger, you improve your balance and balance is fall prevention. When you get older falls are a big issue. You fall, it's life altering if you break a hip or something like that. So, but most importantly is that there's a social aspect to racket sports that you don't get with many of the other sports runners are by themselves. They're out there. I always say, except for my wife, who's the happiest runner in the world, she's a distance runner. I rarely ever see a happy runner running down the street, but, but tennis and racket sports, very social, you build a social network and they've now realized in recent years that social networks are probably as important for you as what you eat, whether you smoke or not, whether you drink too much, and loneliness is a, it's a death sentence. It really it's is. It's a health risk. So yeah. We did a whole gi- show on that. Mm-hmm. Tennis and pickleball and the racket sports give you the whole package. And this is why I encourage people, if they're interested to, to give it, a, give it a shot, take it up. Tennis is a little tougher to learn, but I still encourage it if you're interested, but pickleball is easy access. And you get that, you get the, you get outside, you're moving, you're living longer, but you're, you're also developing new social networks. I've developed so many new friends from playing tennis and I'm, I'm with these people all the time and it's, it's gotta help 
my life. So socializing, moving while having fun and building a community, aerobic, anaerobic, all those pluses far outweigh the risks, especially if you're careful and follow the suggestions that you've made. Racket sports are such a racket. No, they're low, they're low cost. <laughs> they're convenient. You could put a little ra- um, pickleball court right in your driveway. And there are so many uh, accessible courts now. Um, it's portable. Like we said, you could just put it right in your own backyard. What number would a listener call to see you as a patient, Nick? Your office is in Havertown? Yes, I'm in Havertown. I, my specialty is, is knees mostly, and it's 99% of, my, of what I do is either knee evaluations or knee surgeries. And, it's, and also, I would tell people if they want to learn more about me, I've written a series of books. Framework is the, is the main, the original bestseller. It was a bestseller, national bestseller. It prompted a PBS special. And there's a whole series of framework books. It's about having a body that's going to hold up. What are the things you can do that has a body that's going to hold up as long as you do? Because we are living longer, right? But our bodies are failing. So I'd say framework. Uh, If they want to see me in the office, um, 610-789-0150, or just go on drnick.com, D-R-N-I-C-K.com. I've got a lot of stuff on there. And I'm, I'm not really pushing my practice or coming to see me. I just want to see no, but more people out there fit and active and enjoying life. Nick, we do that every week. We have beautiful guests like you who really have, you know, we take the Hippocratic Oath to preserve life and to promote good health. That's what you're doing. You have the experience and the wisdom as a player and as a healthcare provider. Why not? Why not send people to 610-789-0150 or read about your health tips from Framework, your series uh, on health and wellness on Dr. Nick, that's D-R-N-I-C-K.com. And a big giant thank you to Dr. Nick. And for my birthday, perhaps you could give me tennis lessons. That would be fun. I'd like that. If there not you go. Ball. I'm holding you to <laughs> it. Oh, pickleball. Uh, what's the dill? <laughs> there, I got my last pickle joke in. But I would like an autographed po- copy of your oh, books, your series. I, absolutely. I know where you live. I'm coming for it. <laughs> Come on over. Thank you so much, Nick. <laughs> Dr. Nick Danubli, you're a superstar. Thank you. Thank you. Really Peace appreciate and love, it. Bro. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to your radio doctor every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Next week, tune in at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. That's next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock on October 14th. Thank you to our exclusive sponsor, Independence Blue Cross, and for support from Recovery Centers of America. Next week, our guest is Dr. Cliff Huddis, breast cancer specialist from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, who is now the CEO of the American Society of Clinical Oncologists. We'll discuss how you can become involved in research and clinical trials, which are so important. This is your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you a happy, healthy, and safe week with the ones you love, and always here to remind you that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com.
This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered.